This is Connected Nation, a podcast focused on all things broadband, from closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds. We talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our communities. On today's podcast, we talk with the Vice President of Connect K-12 about the recently released report on school connectivity in America. We find out what new data shows about internet connectivity at America's schools, what's now being used as a standard benchmark for districts, and what's on the line as Connect K-12 focuses on empowering state and school district leaders to improve their schools' digital learning capabilities. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the start of Season 3 for Connected Nation. I'm Jessica Denson, and today we're talking with Emily Jordan, who serves as the Vice President for Connect K-12. Welcome, Emily. Thanks, Jessica. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm, we're excited to talk about this report, which uh, really details a lot and um, can be used by school and uh, state district leaders. Uh, let's start, but let's start with a little background on Connect K-12, also referred to as CK-12. Um, let's help our audience understand what does your the website do and who is it meant to really help? I know I mentioned some leaders, but it really goes deeper than that, correct? Sure. Yeah. No. So Connect K-12 was launched in 2020 and it's a free internet pricing and speed transparency resource. So what that means is that we've created this free tool to help K-12 public schools, their their tech directors, their district leaders um, identify opportunities and aid in the negotiation of better affordability and best overall access for their school building's uh, internet connection. Our focus is um, to help get every K-12 public school to meet the FCC long-term goal of one megabit per second per student of bandwidth. And what does that really allow for that level of bandwidth? So that's just a, that's even just a minimum for ensuring that students have digital learning opportunities in every classroom every day, which is essential for our, you know, digital virtual world and preparing these students for being successful in a, in a, in a digital future. And this, this free tool, it, it really focuses on something called E-rate data, right? Um, can you explain what E-rate data is to public schools and how this tool um, really helps uh, our leaders understand it? Sure. So E-rate is the commonly used name for the Schools and Libraries Program of the Universal Service Fund, USF, um, which is administered by the Universal Service Administration straight of company, USAC, um, under the direction of the FCC, so the Federal Commission's Communications Commission. Uh, the program provides annual subsidies or discounts for um, of between like 20 to 90% of eligible services and technology equipment. So um, school districts use that as a way to offset their costs and, and based on their need, their community need, they can get um, discounts back and, and, and the E-rate program will pay for part of their, um, their internet connections. So it's important to Connect K-12 or it's related to Connect K-12 because we use the information that schools put on their E-rate applications when they're telling um, the FCC and USAC what what their current contract says, we use that to to extract out and display on on our our site and aggregate, analyze, and visualize that data so that it's more useful to them. So that's really why internet speeds and pricing information is critical for state and school districts. Uh, are you saying that it, you're able to better position them for to negotiate even better contracts for their schools? Yeah, I mean, just like consumers, the deals and rates aren't like readily available or comparable, right? Like you don't know when when you're just 
being told from a service provider what their cost is. And so a lot of times schools don't realize they're paying more because they don't know what what the market is with other schools around them. And, you know, it's one thing for you or I to try to get a discount on our home connection, but but school districts shouldn't have to work that hard to get the better, the best speeds and the greatest rate for our students. So a, 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 just a school district leader or a tech person or that type of, or a, even a state leader can see this school is paying this much per student or per MBPs or per bandwidth, um, however you want to phrase it, versus what this school is paying. Is that correct? So you can really see a comparison. Right. So the, the site shows district, state, and, and national level views of all of this data. So at a district level, you can type in the district that you work in and teach in whatever and and see a live an active map that shows you who around you is paying what costs and for what speeds and it's you know it's a downloadable um reference sheet of kind of what those contracts look like in your area um and and there's a lot of ways that school procurement is tackled right like state by state does it their own way so it's it's not a one-size-fits-all process so um there's so many key players and identifying these gaps that's why we have you know, the the state level and the national level to, to help encourage these upgrades, you know, and, and investments in this type of need at, at a, you know, state legislative level as well. So. So why does it matter? What does it really matter that we work at expanding bad bandwidth? Well, so the, the Connect K-12 tagline is that digital learning needs to be available in every classroom every day. And I think the pandemic proved that that extends beyond four physical walls. Like learning is happening in a way that is profoundly more virtual than in the past. So, you, you know, whether we're in a, students are in a classroom or they're at home, you know, the, the network has to be strong enough for that. And, you know, there were some recent studies about at home use when kids were all at home because of COVID. It showed that 85% of network traffic in remote learning is used for video, which needs a really robust, strong connection. Um, so school net- networks need to be strengthened to keep up with that, whether the students are in there or just the teacher or they're all back together because all that technology isn't going to go away. And uh, I mean, really, d- does this bandwidth, does it help strengthen school networks? Yeah, the more bandwidth you have, the, the faster your speeds can be and the more students can be doing things on the Internet at any time. Yeah, and I think people, whether you have kids or not, at least a lot of uh, schools that I've talked to through the last, especially during the pandemic, have talked about the fact that they need stronger networks because a lot of teachers, they have to log on to the networks to have privacy with their students. And um, some, a lot of, at least where I live, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, the teachers are, have to go into school even though the students are being sent home right now. So there's all kinds of combinations that we're seeing, correct? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're going to have some form of hybrid learning, I think, for the foreseeable future. So all of this capacity has to be there to support whatever state we're in. Okay, let's focus now on this national report that Connect K-12 just put out um, just in the last few weeks. It's officially titled Report on School Connectivity, Funding Year 2021. The funding year uh, refers to E-rate, of course. Explain how E-Rate plays it. You already talked a little bit about how E-Rate updates the site. You use those contracts to provide the newest data. So what are some of the key findings in that data? Yeah, no, like you said, the E-Rate applications are the source of our data. So it's important to us that we acknowledge the healthy utilization of this federal program and display the data well on on our site. Um, but a big, big improvement that we saw in this in the data this year was that 59% of school districts nationwide now meet or exceed that bandwidth goal of one megabit per second per student, which is a 25% increase from 2020. 
Well, let's pause there and explain that bandwidth goal. Why is that such a focus? Yeah, so the one megabit per second per student goal was adopted by the FCC in the E-rate modernization order of 2014. So since then, you know, several years have passed and lots of things have changed, but a lot of industry leaders have already supported the movement towards that being a goal um, as the future of digital learning. So that's the benchmark we use nationally to help get everyone, you know, to a to the minimum amount of, of bandwidth you need for strong digital learning in your classrooms. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's get back to the school connectivity report, since that's the level that you're using. What are some other key findings? There's been some major progress made, my understanding is, um, within the school districts that meet or exceed the goal, correct? As in an actual count. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There there were um, over 7,600 of the nation's 12,000, almost 13,000 schools that are meeting or exceeding. Um, and and that was, you know, way up from, from 2020, which is a, you know, positive momentum for the, the direction we need our schools to go in. It's also a sign of, of what we can do for, um, my understanding, there's about 27.6 million children who attend schools that lack that bigger bandwidth that we're talking about, that one um, MBPs per student. Um, is, is there some opportunity right now to really change that? Yeah, I mean, there's always opportunity, right? Like there's, you know, but but specifically for um, the, the, there are uh, about almost 1,800 school districts just under that that have expiring contracts this year, which means that they're ready to re-up a new internet contract with a, with their current or a new provider. Um, so that's a big chunk of, because there's a, there's a lot of really big school districts on that list too. And that's a big chunk of students that could get access for, for better digital learning opportunities if the if their districts made an upgrade. Um, so that's why it's really, uh, it's a prime opportunity to use Connect K-12 and, and take advantage of, you know, the data that can show you better prices and better speeds. And so uh, just to even break it down further for those of us who are in your world, uh, by expiring contracts, you're saying that these districts actually have an opportunity right now to renegotiate how much they're paying for internet. Absolutely. So explain, I know you touched on it, that leaders can quickly use the site to um, find those details, but explain a little bit more how they would do that. Sure. So, I mean, you are home. It's a really easy to use tool. Um, it's, it's very navigable. And, and you, can, I, you like I said, you can search specifically for your school district on the Connect K-12 site and then view and compare actual contract rates in your area. There's a map. There's a downloadable Excel spreadsheet list shows your information at the top. You can go as deep as you want to, um, to to see who's getting the best deal and then turn around and use that info to get it for your schools. And can is that downloadable, simple yep. use? Is it a PDF or, or how, how can they use that other than just have it on there electronically? Yeah, so the, all of the spreadsheets and the data are downloadable to an Excel spreadsheet. And then there's um, on our state overview page, there's actually kind of a overview and a highlight of the state and how it's doing. And that's also downloadable as a PDF to share with uh, colleagues, superiors, etc. Okay, that, that website's connectk12.org. I'll put a link to the side of the description of this podcast, as well as a link to the school connectivity report, which we mentioned. And I will say there is tons of really good data at both of those places, not only for leaders, uh, state and school leaders, but for just about anyone, journalists, uh, local people, anyone can really use this site, right, Emily? Yeah, the more advocates, the better. 
Um, what would you recommend for parents or teachers out there that want to support efforts to improve school tech and internet access in their schools? I'd say start that conversation, you know, make sure that you you're, you know, aware of what the needs are and, and, you know, for parents talking to their, their students or talking to their teachers and seeing what, where the struggles are and the pain points of, you know, is it a matter and, and just getting more involved and, and obviously sharing free tools like Connect K-12. And uh, what would you like state and school district leaders to know? Has there been something we haven't touched on? Or um, is there something you would just like anyone who's listening to this that could make positive change at a school to really take away from this moment? This is just an unprecedented moment of opportunity for broadband improvements and upgrades and infrastructure. Um, so what I would say is, is to just stay aware and advocate and, and know that I connected nation and myself are here to help. My job is to help simplify those that are those already too busy education leaders. All right. Well, thanks, Emily. We really appreciate your time today. And I look forward to diving further into this report myself as well. Thanks so much, Jess. I appreciate it. Again, my guest today has been Emily Jordan, the vice president of connect K 12. I'll put links to the ConnectK12.org and the school connectivity report in the description of this podcast. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connect to Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to ConnectedNation.org or look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify.